0: I'm not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! So good to me. No, no carrots, please. Mobile Monday suit. Monday was all
1: I hoped it would be. Roger that. Mobile, suits. Monday Mobile suit. Monday Mobile suit. did not change although all enemies were defeated earth did not change one bit be here with
2: me the commander <laughs> he's lost it every other day every other day every other day of the weekend.
0: You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture.
3: Uh, yes, yes, sir.
0: I'm the enemy, you idiot.
1: Miss Matilda!
4: Hey, guys. Welcome back to another mobile rific gunpla tastic episode of Fanholes mobile suit mondays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight. And joining me tonight are two, count them two of my fellow gunpla enthusiasts. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who is here tonight? Hey, it's Mike and
5: there are no limits with gunpla, apparently. I've been told
3: this is Justin, Titans version.
4: Titans! So you're all like in black? Everything is cooler in Titans colors. I don't care what anybody says. They may, they may be horrible human beings <laughs> with gas people, but they look cool. They look cool doing it. So this is a... I don't know what this is. This is kind of like a, a follow-up, and it's kind of like the first time we've ever talked about this before, but we are talking about... our, our I guess our goal, our mandate, is we wanted to get together and discuss the new Gundam special that was released August 21st in 2016, and that was Gundam Build Fighters Tri-Island Wars. But as loyal listeners of this podcast will know, when we first started doing Mobile Suit Mondays, we did start off with Gundam F91 with the full intent to cover, you know, a lot of kind of OG Gundam-type stuff, but we sort of got into the nitty-gritty of Gundam Build Fighters, and, and it turned into kind of like a little index show for us where we covered episode to episode. Now, I guess I was kind of stuck in my head of, you know, kind of wanting to watch the episodes as we... Podcasted about them and everything like that. So what was interesting was while I was sort of delaying my viewing of Gundam Build Fighters Try, I think most of the other guys had gone ahead and, and seen the series and everything. But I sort of just did a big cram session with my right stuff anime Blu-ray of Gundam Build Fighters Try, and then I watched the Island Wars special which was, you know, like like we were just saying, kind of recently released and it was up on YouTube and it was subtitled in English and everything like that. But I think what we're going to do tonight is kind of do a wham bam, thank you, ma'am kind of rundown and and you know talk back on Build Fighters try in general in this first half of the show. And then I think we will then get into the nitty gritty on Build Fighters try Island Wars and, and kind of give our, our rundown and, and thoughts on it and everything. But I, I guess, it, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested more in, in how, like, Justin and Mike kind of came to the series. Because I know, you know, obviously, you know, maybe Mike and, and Justin were trying not to spoil things for me while we were doing those. Build Fighter episodes, you know, because I was kind of holding off on watching Try until I finished watching Build Fighters, obviously. So I'm kind of curious about your guys' sort of overall thoughts of the series. Like, it is it is a sequel series to Gundam Build Fighters, but it is set sort of like seven years later, and it, it, it you know, there are a, a whole new cast of characters. I'm just kind of curious what your guys' thoughts on the, the series overall is.
5: I don't know I'm, I'm kind of like I guess middling on the series like I think like there's a lot to enjoy about it but at the same time it's kind of like a low level like Beast Machines feeling I have about it where it's like it's a well made show. And there's stuff to enjoy about it, but it's a lousy sequel to the first series, basically. Hmm, okay. I don't know, I think Justin likes it a lot more than I do. But, like, I'll I'll get into my criticisms of it later, but I don't know. Justin, like, what's your basic, like, you know, thought on it?
3: I really enjoy it. I, I really liked Build Fighters. So when they announced a sequel series, like, I was really excited.
6: I'm telling you, they came out of nowhere and suddenly ganged up on me. They said I was obnoxious.
3: And so it became a fight?
6: It wasn't a fight! You know what it was?
1: It was a case
6: of self-defense.
1: You took them all down by yourself. I
6: practice martial arts a little. Karate? The Jigen ho School. Heard of it? No. Yeah, it's pretty obscure.
3: And then when we learned it would not feature the characters from Build Fighters, like I was kind of disappointed. But then you know, a couple of episodes into it I was like, Well, this is cool. Like I, I like it. There are some really cool battles, but I think the thing that I always like and, you know, like I will usually ask Mike these questions and stuff. I'll be like the thing I really enjoyed is like I'm like, I wonder what kind of suits are gonna show up and like what kind of like Variants are gonna show up and like Easter eggs and that kind of thing and I'll be like hey Mike Is that suit from like, you know, like a you know a, a series? I'm not familiar with or a, man- a manga or something and Mike will be like oh, it's actually from blah 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 I'm like cool like that, that, I think that's the thing I enjoy most about build fighters and build fighters try but but yeah I really enjoyed both series You know I've, I've been building a few gunplay here the past like year or two and like of the four that I've ordered like two of them are from build fighters try like I just like just this week I put together the the build burning gundam, which was a really simple suit, but like it was a lot of fun to put together. But but yeah, like I, I really enjoy both of these series. So I'm like, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, shaking my finger here at Mike. I'm like, it's fun.
4: <laughs> I, I I think I kind of fall or err on the side of, of Justin just because I did have a good time ripping through it. I mean I did sort of do this last minute binge watch of the entire series. But I, I kind of feel like maybe because I wasn't doing a blow-by-blow index podcast of Build Fighters Try. I I don't know if I just flew through it too quickly, but I I did kind of get the vibe that this series to me felt a bit more like uh, a kind of tournament fighting series than a love letter to Gundam, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like the original Build Fighters, and maybe that's just because, you know, I was hypercritical and sort of paying attention to every little kind of homage and nod and stuff like that but but i felt like as i watched build fighters try there were homages and nods but i felt like the focus was more on the characters and ascending to the next round and and who's going to face off against who and how they were gonna you know stack up and and basically kind of paring down and whittling down the battles so that you could have you know the main cast of characters you know face off against their main rivals and see how that all sort of plays out but i i don't know if i'm sort of imagining that
5: no like i I would i would agree with you because like one of my criticisms is like i feel like the fan service wasn't like as i don't want like i guess not as direct in this series basically like yeah and I don't know, like, there were a lot more, like, original models, I guess, rather than, like, variants of existing suits and stuff, and I mean, that's all well and good and stuff, like, I think some of them are really cool looking, but, I don't know, I was kind of like, I, I had less investment in that in that like otherwise like i think like i was super excited when i think it's like the seventh or eighth episode where they introduce like simon or shimon or whatever you know whatever name crazy japanese version of that name i just call him simon and like he flies like a destiny gundam and i like the destiny gundam so i was like oh this kid's cool like and like uh, immediately i attached to him because he was like flying a suit that i liked but you know, like, they kind of write him into a corner and he never does anything again for the rest of the series. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of depressing. So, yeah. like, you know, like, the same thing with the first series. Like, like Fellini, like, flew, like, a variant of the Wing Gundam and I immediately, like, attached to that because I, you know, I was like, oh, it's the Wing Gundam. Like, so, but in this series when they introduce, like, a lot of the bad guy or, or like, rivals and stuff, like, most of the, like, significant enemies have, like, these really super customized, like, original Gundams. And while they're cool, it's kind of like, you know, I don't have any emotional attachment to it, basically.
4: It's, it's weird. I think the the show was depending on your emotional attachment to build fighters more than the Gunpla or the mobile suits. Like, because I think I think the kind of stuff that, I guess why I say it's not as much fan service is the the fan service is kind of like, the the sequelization aspect to it where it's seven years later and you're seeing all the kids that are competing in the tournaments but then like i, I for me i i remember discovering like i'm I'm trying to think of the kid's name now but he, he was basically the rival that everybody was pissing their pants over and then it ended up oh, uh, lucas yeah you know and and like uh, yeah when lucas shows up everybody was pissing their pants and like i think i was like totally at ease the whole time because i'm like Wait a minute! That's that little baby shit kid that like w- you know tried to get the the it's like his his grandpa the one that Isla yelled at yeah yeah that ran the tournament and and, and it was like if you want this you got to fight for it yourself and I'm like he's not gonna be no threat to nobody like don't worry about that guy it's like chill the fuck out like this is gonna be cool this gonna be all good like see, you know like- but.
5: He was, like, another character I felt like they wrote themselves into a corner with, basically, where, yeah, it's, like, everyone's, like, shitting their pants over him and stuff, and then I'm, like, well, and then he has to fight, like, you know, like, Sekai and there's like their rivals and stuff, and I'm, like, well, if he's, like, really such hot shit, he should beat these guys, but then, like, Sekai and those, like, the their team won't get to fight them, so I'm, like well, then he's going to have to lose, but then he wasn't such hot shit to begin with, I guess, so, yeah. like, I don't know, it kind of was like a circular, like, trap almost.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, I, I think the the thing that I took away from it is you're supposed to sort of get the, oh, shit, like, from the nod to the original series, not so much that, that they, it was supposed to be this, I mean, because it's like, it, it is kind of obvious, it's like this tournament thing where it's like, you, you feel like, oh, it's like, kind of like watching naruto in a way like it's like oh you know naruto and sasuke are gonna have to face off at the end here do you know what i mean but but like it's just sort of how 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 the journey you take to get there
7: oh what a pity i was really expecting i would fight you in the semifinals. i knew you'd take part in the tournament Guess I'll have to postpone the fun until the final round. Not happening. In the final round, Sakai's team will fight against us, Gunpaw Academy.
1: Apologies to the European champion, but we can't let you win this. I'm afraid that all your wishes are going to vanish straight into the ether. That's because the Tri Fighters are destined to lose to us in the semifinals.
0: I can't allow that. We're going to win for sure. We also
1: have a reason we can't lose. That's enough, Chatter. What's the point of arguing? These things are simple enough. The strong ones will win, and the weak ones will lose. There's nothing more to it.
4: That is true. Nice and simple. You know, basically, that Sekai, Kamiki, and the... uh, It's like Fumina and what's his name, the Kosaka kid. Um, Yuma. Yuma, you know, like, it's like you know they're all going to have to face off against the the brother-sister and then the the guy who defeated Yuma earlier. You know, you know they're going to have to sort of face down with their ultimate rivals and everything. It's just sort of, you know, the, the journey you take to get to that point. You know, like, I, I don't think there was any question in my mind that they were going to be... The, the final showdown i mean i, I don't know if, if you guys feel differently about that like if you thought there was some kind of question where you know maybe you know i mean i i think the the, the rivals that were the most reasonable were the ones that had some kind of personal connection with the characters whether it's like you know uh, sekai and you know i apologize because i don't i don't really have any names in front of me and i don't remember any of the damn names of the characters but you know sekai and then the 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 brother with the long white hair you know that uh you know was his rival basically like and you kind of felt like oh he's kind of a it's like he was the one who was the the nephew you know the the nephew and niece to um Alan Adams or whatever you know oh, yeah, like so um, it's like uh, Wilfred, I yeah, think his name was. Yeah, Wilfred yeah Wilfred right and and so it's like you know it's like th- those two guys you're like okay yeah they're, they're eventually going to have to have that showdown and everything but you know in the background you've got you know different it, it felt like there were tiers to the rivalries it's kind of like it's kind of like Yuma had the rivalry with the guy who defeated him before and that seemed to be like a top tier rivalry Yuma's nemesis is Is this fate? So who the
1: heck are you anyway?
2: My name is Yuma Kosaka!
1: Did you really learn to build from the former world champ? Are you really the favorite to win the regional qualifiers? You have... you have no talent... for Gunlock Battle
0: do you remember the battle we fought two years ago?
1: Two years ago? I'm busy battling all year round. So sorry, but I don't remember you.
0: Are you serious? What a selfish guy you are. Two years ago, you suddenly challenged me to a battle without even telling me your name. It is Ado. Huh? It's Saga Ado.
1: Stop
4: your yipping and howling. The only howling... ...should come from my fang! Whereas like the the the, the whole model builder rivalry, you know, like that was good, and and it created like some fun stuff. Like I'm sure Justin was probably into the the gun club that that. Uh, and again, I can't think of the guy's name, even though his face is staring at me on Justin's avatar. But like you know, the the whole builder rivalry seemed to be sort of like a second tier type rivalry, you know, that that wasn't quite as intense you know like basically like yeah they could have a an intense rivalry and and fight with each other but you could tell they'd still kind of be buddies by the end of it or i i don't know how to explain it or quantify it any more than that whereas like some of the other rivalries seemed a little more intensive
7: this was undoubtedly the highlight of the first day yuma kosaka of team tri-fighters from west tokyo's seijo academy and Minato Sakai of Team Builders Busters from Osaka's Tengaiji Academy. Two brilliant builders are both participating in this year's national tournament. Having won many prizes in model building contests, Sakai is Kansai's top builder. Kasato, on the other hand, won the Grand Prix in this year's Artistic gunpla Contest. He's the top builder in Kanto.
1: Personally, I'm quite eager to fight Mr. Yuma Kasaka because he's my rival, but also... Much more than that. I want to play Gunplot Battle with this team as long as possible. So I will try my best. Thank you very much, Minato. You know, those are my true feelings.
0: I know that they are.
3: Yeah, like, his name is Sakai Minato, and that's the the Tryon 3, which I really love, which is, like, this, like, super cool, like, like, transforming robot version of Double Zeta, which I thought was, like, really, really awesome. But, you know, kind of like what you guys were saying, like, you always thought that, you know, the team would come out on top and win. Like I, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like I think in Build Fighters, up in the first series, like there were many moments when I was like, oh, like this is it? Like they're they're actually gonna lose. And I was like, well, that's that would be interesting if they actually lost, which they didn't. But in this series, like I never really got that feeling. I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna beat these guys and they're going to beat that next team, and then they're going to beat this guy, and then they're going to beat that next guy, and then that's going to be it. Like, I never really, you know, there there wasn't really much tension uh, as far as that goes, I guess.
6: I envy Wilfred Kojima.
7: Why is that?
6: It's because I don't have the skill to fix such complex gunpla. So I always bring trouble to Yuma and Hoshino.
7: So what? You're a great fighter. What's wrong with that? Hey... I know, I'll build you a perfect
6: Gunpla, and then... Sorry, that won't work. Huh? See, up until about three months ago, I didn't know anything about Gunpla or Gunpla Battle. Hoshino invited me to try Gunpla, and I found I could use my Jigunho martial arts in battle. I enjoyed it so much. We won the regional qualifiers and made it to the nationals. I was really excited by the idea of fighting even stronger people. I still feel that way. But I don't truly understand Gunpla. I don't know how they feel, Yuma. Hoshino and the other Gunpla lovers i fought. I can't ever become their equal. Unless I know more about Gunpla. And can start to handle things by myself.
7: <sighs> I get it. My brother must feel the same.
6: <coughs> oh boy. I let out what's been weighing on my mind for so long. I feel so refreshed okay i'll go back to the others and help fix our gunpla let's meet at tomorrow's finals
3: <sighs> at the finals
5: you know what like also like when we're talking about rivals like i like uh, that dude who uh, trained with sekai like uh what's his name Yoon or uh whatever the guy who the flies the, the other, oh right yeah yeah, yeah, the denial Gundam's pilot. Like, yeah, like I felt like he came out of like nowhere. Like where he, it was just like, like at first I was kind of thinking, oh, it's gonna be like he's another martial artist or something. And then it, like, yeah, like his backstory with like Sekai just comes out of nowhere. Where it's like, oh, we used to train with him. And I'm like, what? Really? Okay. And you never mentioned him up until now. Like I don't know. Like that that one was like I thought a weak rivalry.
7: Junya Inose. When I reviewed the list of tournament participants, under Tenzan Academy, your third round opponent, Jinya's name was written there as an alternate team member. I didn't expect Jinya would be competing in Gunpla battle. Jinya! Jinya,
6: did you tell? Did you tell these guys to attack Yuma? Why did you do that?
1: What are you saying? I merely happen to be passing by. Isn't that right? Yes, Yes, that's that's right. right! But I must say... It's not a bad idea to stir up trouble and get yourself suspended. If you battle me, you know that you won't make it in one piece.
6: Well, if you're that confident... Then fight me fair and square. You must respect your opponent and give it your all. Did you forget about Jigenhau? All about our master's teaching?
1: Of course I did. Huh? I only wanted the Jigenhau school's techniques. I don't need the naive philosophy that comes along with it.
6: What did you say?
1: Sekai, I'll tell you just one thing. All your techniques are from the Jigen Howell School, so your strength is limited. My strength is... limited? Which means that you can never, ever reach the heights of my strength.
4: It's it's interesting because that one seemed to be like one of those rivalries, but then uh, uh, I guess that's why this reminds me of a lot of tournament fighting things, because it does have that whole... DBZ Naruto aspect to it where the the more times they, they clash with people in uh, a match, the, the more those people become semi-allies to them, you know, because of, you know, I don't know, wh- whatever you want to call it, speaking with your fists or, you know, that that kind of, you know, bond you have after you go through something like that. It's, it's that whole, you know, Apollo Creed is now Rocky's buddy type syndrome, you know, like, whereas before they were... They were, you know, fighting against each other type situation, and that's like that. That's kind of how I took that rivalry too, because it's like it seemed like it was really vindictive in the beginning, you know, and then and then, like you said, yeah, it does sort of, kind of. Uh, mellow out at the end where he's actually giving him advice on, you know, re- remember that move, you know, cause it's going to come up in the final round, you know, like type thing. Like he's trying to give him a, a tip of the hat and like, and, and like there was all this kind of weird stuff where I guess that character got wa- watered down in the sense that like in the beginning, he's like actually trying to have like thugs, you know, beat up Yuma when he's bringing back a size, build Gundam or whatever, you know, like to, uh, to to the campgrounds or whatnot and like then you know by the end of the the piece it's like he's driving with that uh one dude who they lost the match to and and like he's scared because the guy just got his driver's license and stuff and it turns into like comical farce you know so it's like there there's lots of different tones in the in the show which i guess is natural because a lot of it i mean some of it's like funny you know i mean it's legitimately humorous you know so i don't i don't fault it for the tone shifts you know like there's a lot of funny moments whether it's like the the sort of jealousy of like the it seems like all the the girl characters have a thing for sekai
2: you know and
4: and and so that always leads to a bunch of you know comedic moments in the show and everything Uh,
7: i can't stand this anymore no What do you mean with us? Uh, that girl is from the Ganpla Academy. Sekai? What's with that cute gesture? This feels like trouble to me. Something inside is calling me to level one battle station, so I, I can't let her near Sekai. Hey, how could you let this girl intrude like this? What are you doing, Miss Filmina? <laughs> What's wrong
6: with you, Yanko? Yanko. What a funny name. Are you... What's so funny,
7: huh? Are you insulting the great Keon?
6: Hey, calm down, Yanko. Sekai, are you really taking her side? No, that's not what I meant. Oh. Please stop it. Huh? huh? You're making a scene in the middle of the street.
4: So, I mean, I I don't I don't necessarily fault it, but but there are certain tonal shifts, and and I guess you could you could see that watering down certain rivalries, you know, as as the series yeah. progresses. I don't
5: know, like I I feel like like because of the fact that like all the fights were like three on three for the most part, like they added a lot more characters in this series, and like mm. I, I feel like characterization kind of like suffered as a result, basically, and like it, things were kind of stretched too thin. And maybe there were, like, yeah, one too many rivals for people, like, sometimes. Like, I yeah, I yeah. feel like, yeah, you, like, Yoon was a little, like, unnecessary. And then, like, another character I feel was kind of unnecessary was, like, Lady Kawaguchi or whatever. Like, mm. the Lady Majin. Because oh, yeah. she was, like, you know, she was kind of like like Yuki's, like, Carly Quinn or something. Like, she was like, I don't know, Mr. M. Like... <laughs>
4: No, not not. Well, it's weird because because it's like you I I don't know, like maybe that that speaks to the whole it, it's like they're trying to break barriers with with what's the right word, you know, like like, you know, sex basically. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's a, it's that whole conversation about you know, why can't little boys play with Barbies and why can't little girls play with GI Joe dolls or you know whatever the fuck like it doesn't really matter what it is but but you get my notion and 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 in this sense i think if if you look at build fighters i mean what did you really have you you had a bunch of boys playing Gundam, really. The only real girl character was Kirara, right? I mean, for the most part. And she was doing that to further her idol career. And her whole backstory was she didn't really give a shit about Gunpla per se, except for to further her goals, right? And then the only other person you had was, was China or China or whatever, you know, a Kosaka, and, and and she did it because she really was into say right so like it, it seemed like this show maybe tried to tap into that the zeitgeist of those feelings about you know that uh, I, I don't know how to quantify what what we're talking about but just basically the idea that to, to break barriers in terms of you know gunpla can be for girls too right and and like it seemed like okay your lead character is fumina right and she's the president of you know the gunpla you know academy or what you know whatever it is the gunpla you know fighter club or what have you but like i I thought it was weird because like fumina herself is not strong enough to carry the whole show so it's like they had to sort of arbitrarily change the rules of gunpla battle and then you were kind of like thinking to yourself well it's interesting because again for the plot of build fighters they sort of were really loosey-goosey you know i mean it seemed like up until that eighth world tournament when they had gunpla battles it was you know the rom versus some other dude and that was it the end like Derek fights mike Mike wipes the floor with Derek, as he's apt to do. And then Mike <laughs> goes on to the next, you know what I mean? Like, like that was it. But then you throw into this weird thing where it's like, dude, all of a sudden, like, you know... Derek's channeling frickin' Ragey, and Ragey comes in and pilots Derek's awesome Gunpla that has Tetons colors and wipes the floor with Mike. And Mike's like, what the hell? And it's like, is that legal, you know, in Gunpla Battle? I guess so, because they were doing it, right? And now it's gotten to the point where, you know, I mean, you know, let's be realistic. It's, it's really because they want to sell more models, right? But, but you've got three-on-three and Fumina has to go through all these trials and tribulations. It's like, oh, the new kid, Sekai Kamiki. I'll convince him to play Gunpla and everything. And and then and it's like now we've got two of the three we need. And it's like, oh, who's got a you know a, a tragic kind of disconnect to Gunpla battle? You know, it's the the kid, you know, Yuma. And it's like, you know, you know what was funny was I knew there was some connection that he had, but I I totally forgot in the write up that he was Sheena's little brother like so i it took me a few minutes to sort of for that to dawn on me and and i think part of that disappointment is like it, it's weird how you get these random cameos where it's like you you feel like kind of like the 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 glow in the lower you know cockles of your heart or whatever when it's like oh look there's mr rawl you know or it's like oh here's you know here's a return of you know, uh, Majin Kawaguchi, like, this is badass, you know, and so, like, all those characters make these sort of grand returns, per se, but, like, I think the the lead characters, their presence is, like, almost like non existent in a way. I mean it, it's very ephemeral, you know, like it's fleeting and, and like if you don't pay attention to it, you you would miss it, I think, in some ways. And and that's why I think I went and kind of was like it seemed like Yuma should have been you know, it's like it's like the way they even present it in the show. Like he was going to be the successor to to say. But yet it's one of those things where it's like you, you kind of wanted Say to fight his own battles instead of Reiji fighting them for him. But in terms of Yuma, like, you've got this character who conceivably could be really cool, but yet he's either getting his ass saved by Fumina or Sekai, or he is trying to further, you know, he, he's, he's a stepping stone in the Final Fantasy Seven, you know, ladder for cloud to step on do you know what i mean and, and you're just kind of like oh well he's you know he, I, I i i don't know like i think i was really hoping for him to get one of his moments and i think i guess maybe with the the battle you know with the the model builder and him going on to to you know i will compete with you in the model building you know gunpla contest as well like maybe that's where that comes from but i i mean the, the best part was that he was into Sekai's, like, hot model sister or whatever, and, and that I could kind of vicariously sort of live through him with that, but I, I was kind of disappointed that he didn't he didn't seem to me to get as many wins, I guess, as even Fumina or you know, everybody's like Sekai Kamiki, you are my rifle. You're really a strong fighter, you are know? so strong.
1: So why did you quit then? Why did you quit battling? What an idiot?
4: Battle ended. And I I guess that's something else that I'd like to to bring up is is that I watched the dub for this, and I imagine both of you guys watched this Japanese language with English subtitles. But I watched the Blu Ray, and I, as I'm apt to do, I I defaulted to dubs, and and even the Build Fighters origin, you know, the original Build Fighters, they had a dub for it, and and they're not bad. I mean, they're not, they're not L A like they're not Los Angeles or or even Funimation quality you know ocean group it's not that quality of a dub but it's it's passable and i was kind of amused by it for the most part but but the the guy who plays sekai kamiki like or the probably the girl who plays sekai kamiki is is kind of ridiculous i mean it's it's kind of hilarious like where it's it must be somebody who worked on like the headmaster's dub or something like that you know what i mean like cuz they, they they have like it's like it's like they have an accent but they're desperately fighting to cover it up the whole time and make that guy sound kind of maybe standard american but it just it, it it's not working so it's like it's like this whole thing where you know he's he he always goes off on them and it's like come on guys let's all go fight in the Gunplot tournament and then we're going to go out and I'm going to learn the chicken house school. And it's going to totally win the tournament, you know, and you're just kind of like, <laughs> wow, this is red, like, but not, you know, like, and, and so I don't know. It's just like, those are the things I think of. And like, when, when I'm watching this, so it's like, I, I don't know, I'm kind of amused by it and I enjoy it, but, but I can see why some people might kind of be turned off by it and everything.
3: I'm just like, ew, icky, icky dub.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah. Like I. I I did kind of, like, watch a couple episodes of the Build Fighters dub, and I was like, uh, yeah, this is, like, I mean, it's functional, basically, like, at best, basically, but, like, I I, I, I could only take so much of Super Mario Fellini.
0: Who are you, huh? You had no right to interfere in my battle. Mm Hmm? You mean you didn't need my help there? Oh, Fellini. (gasps) Mm Hmm?
1: Italy's Riccardo Fellini. Mm Hmm? hey kid you've got guts how about
0: we go head to head
4: sounds like fun i i think it's funny because like some of those like i i thought like mr Rawl was funny because he almost had kind of like a southern twang about him and everything like that and then like the, the the alan adams niece and nephew like they don't try to cover up their accents like they actually are just straight up like english because i think even in the the, the storyline, they, they said, oh, they were from, like, the European Cup or this and that and the other thing or what what have you. So, like, they actively, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you are Sekai Kamiki and you will be my rival. You know, and, and stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Like, I I, I, I was kind of like, like, some things I was kind of thinking of, and I, I we'll probably talk about this when we talk about the special, but I was kind of dreaming in my head how, how some of these guys would say some of those lines, you know, in the dub too, because I thought it'd be just as hysterical in another way.
5: What you were saying about like, you know the show kind of relying on your like like almost like your love of the previous series like that kind of worked against it too because like I know I was kind of like expecting so when's like Say and Ragey gonna show up and then yeah, it's like then yeah, they yeah. never do like, yeah
4: yeah yeah so like well I mean I I guess you yeah you have to use your imagination like it, it was weird because I I think that's when I realized that that was that yuma i was like i, I mean i know i'm dumb because it's been the write-up and all that stuff but i think that's you know i was doing this big marathon run and i had sort of forgot about the write-up and everything and i'm kind of like going like i know there's some connection of why everybody thought he'd be the next say but i'm like he's not saying sheena's kid is he like who is this guy and i think originally i was thinking that like in terms of not that he was her little brother i think i was thinking like oh maybe this is their kid and he's competing but i'm like if it's their kid why wouldn't his dad teach him how to do all this shit like why well you know is again it's like this whole you know what do you call it like uh i don't know what word i'm looking for just a, a derelict father type syndrome that are in all these japanese shows where it's like you know goku and all those guys i'm gonna go train fuck all my kids you know <laughs> they fucking run away and shit <laughs> i was like i was like is say like that too like and and then i kind of realized oh wait he's i mean really he's he's not it's like it's it's almost like his brother in a way like you know or or, you know whatever like that that kind of thing but but it's like oh it's his sister's you know husband basically and i'm kind of like oh okay well that's a little different like he's not he's not exactly derelict you know it's like it's like that's not his kid that's that's his sister's kid brother and and so once i kind of realized that then i was kind of like oh okay well i guess that kind of makes sense even though i sort of share what mike's saying like i, I did have that kind of tinge of disappointment where it's like oh so you know and i guess this is spoilers if anybody hasn't seen the show but you know of course that's what we're, we're talking about so spoilers are to be expected but it, it's one of those things where you're like oh so so ragey and say never really I mean their presence is certainly felt. You know, like like I I, I think I think the the moment like that I really keyed in on, even though Say wasn't in it, that that did help me because I did have a connection to the previous show was the moment where Yuma tells Sekai like this he made this and rebuilt this for you. A very special person gave them to me. I can't let go of
0: them that easily
7: was it that gave them to you?
0: The person who built the Build Burning Gundam, Mr. Sei Iori.
7: Mr. Sei?
0: Yes. He said we can use the parts as we like.
7: Yes!
6: Now I'll be able to fight Junior Inosei.
0: Sekai, huh? Hoshino and I understand that you and this guy, Inosei, have some sort of past and that the quarterfinals will be a difficult battle. Hmm. But just remember one thing. The try burning you're controlling holds the spirit of the Builder, the spirit of Mr. Sei-Iori.
4: And, and and it was like this weird Japanese phrasing of it, but in English, where he's like, he he gave you his most precious treasure, and he trusts you with it. You know, like one of those things. And, and like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but the way that that is sort of important kind of stilted english you know like it sort of touched me in a way where it was kind of like he i I think basically the the way the line goes is he said he made it for his precious friend you know and 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 that you know basically the insinuation is the build burning was made for reji and and like but in that sense, he's like, look, I am now entrusting this to you. So it, it almost be like, you know, oh, you know, like, it, you know, just anything that's personalized to you. You know, I made this for my father or this was my mother's wedding ring or this was, you know, like whatever it is. And it, it has a, sort of an emotional weight to it. So I, I think that part of it, I think, worked for me.
0: Sis, what did Mr. Say ask you to do? He asked me
7: to give this to you.
0: these are spare parts for the build burning Mr. Say gave me these
7: and I have a message from Say too the build burning was made for his precious best friend and customized so that person could handle it better He sealed it away with his memories, but he was very happy to see it moving. It seems his friend and Kamiki have similar fighting styles. Yuma, he says to tell Sakai, the bill burning is you're now. And someday, let's play Gumpla Battle together.
4: But I, I, I do understand what Mike's saying. Like, I was kind of disappointed that they technically don't really, neither of them really make an appearance. Yeah. Like, I...
3: Yeah. I was disappointed about it too. Like, like, like I said, like I, I fully expected the Tri Fighters to win the tournament. But like, what I had in my head was they would have like a special like post tournament exhibition battle, and then the Tri Fighters like they would fight Reiji, uh Iori, and then uh, Kosica. And it would be like like it you know like uh, like an anime would end. It would just be like you know like these six suits would just like fly towards each other, and then the series would just you know cut to white and end. Like that's what I thought yeah. would happen.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess, uh, and this is probably my last piece of criticism, but, and I guess it's it's kind of like counter to what the series like theme is basically, which which Majin Kawaguchi states a lot that there are no limits with Gunpla, But I I felt it's weird to say, but I felt like the first series was more grounded in reality. I guess. <laughs> like and it, I know that's completely ridiculous to say but like hear me out but like this series I feel I feel like in the first series there were like legitimate like rules that were like laid down to like fights and stuff and like it, it felt like you know the the toys the the models could basically do what the gu- actual Gundam could do basically but like in this it's like the the models just make up powers as the match goes on basically like like Sekai pulls stuff out of his ass like in every yeah. fight basically and uh, like i think we discussed this in one of our previous reviews of like the previous like series where it's like what would stop you from making like a ball like invincible basically like making a ball with like a nuclear warhead that's like ha- like impenetrable armor and is just invincible that can like pull stuff out of its ass like like i don't really get it exactly like like what 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 the like why why You just don't build something that can, like, instantly win.
4: Yeah, and and Sekai is a cool character, but he is one of those characters that that can do no wrong, basically. Like, and, and the whole pull the win out of his ass thing, I mean, I think that's why I keep comparing it to Naruto, because there are moments where it's like, dude, you lost. You lost that fight. But it's like somehow he's just sitting there clutching his arm going, I'm not done yet and you're kind of like dude you totally lost like the match should be over at that point or you know if it's naruto like the real fight it's like you should be dead but yet he's still clinging on going like i'm angry or i've got this you know third fourth you know round five power or whatever you know that's going on and it's like if anybody has the the Sort of round the two, like you know, it's like on board in his his very nature, his makeup as a character. It's it's Sekai Kamiki because, like you said, he he pulls a lot of this shit out of his ass, and and it's just like one of those things where it's like you you know he you know you, you kind of know he's gonna he's gonna win, you know. And I I think that's why maybe in the back of my head I was always kind of like not too concerned about Sekai per se, and and kind of wanted to see. Yuma have like a, a, a definitive moment, which I, I guess at best was when he, you know, faced off against that sort of super robot type, you know, Zeta redesign or whatever, you know, like that's probably the moment that you're supposed to point to as, as far as his own moment. But I mean, I, I really did want it, it. It felt weird at the end because Sekai and w- Wilfred or whatever, the Alan Adams nephew Like they had their sort of one-on-one battle per se, but I felt like the other ones, like because of that makeup, because of the whole, there are three contestants and you can switch off, and like Fumina can fight against the the big burly guy, and and Yuma can like, you know, snipe at you know the the little girl or whatever, you know, like that. It's not quite the whole G.I. Joe the movie one-for-one face-off at the end you know what I mean it's it's like it's not like Jinx and Pythona are having a mono and mono fight and 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 you know Slaughter, Sergeant Slaughter Nemesis and Nemesis Enforcer are having a mono-a-mono fight it, it felt more like to me like Sergeant Slaughter like kicked Pythona and then jumped into punch you know, Nemesis Enforcer, <laughs> and the Nemesis Enforcer like slashes Jinx, and Jinx does some, you know, ninja moves, and then like, you know, sticks her, you know, heel in the face. so did you,
5: did you want Yuma to like be to his rival like Eddie's disease? I, I
4: wanted him to be like. I wanted. I wanted Yuma to be like. And this is for the USA. <laughs> <laughs> aren't you you japanese like (laughs) i I wanted him to have that that definitive like moment where he he pwned his rival and i don't i don't think that really happened you know like because his whole thing was supposed to be he had that like fear to overcome you know and i i just thought like it'd be nice if he you know because because it seemed like they they like you said that the characters were they were fast and free with the characters and maybe the development of them wasn't as heavily focused on you know because once once they were sort of done with certain characters they just kind of were there and that I mean even the character you like that that you know it's like he had a good backstory with the whole you know his little brother was was kind of sick and he was using the gun that his brother built and that's why they were so sort of basic looking and like I mean I guess we'll get into this when we talk about the special but I I do feel a tinge of disappointment that it seemed like they were pushing Bianco and him to be like boyfriend, girlfriend. And then for certain comedic reasons in the special, like that's sort of completely abandoned. Which, it's like, okay, it serves the purpose of comedy and makes for some great bits, but then you're kind of like, well, wait a minute, what about all this character development as meager as it was that you had in this 25 episode series? You know, like, you you just sort of Threw it all to the wayside for a couple of yucks, you know. Like that—that's kind of how I felt about that. Like I said, I did
5: enjoy watching the series. I just thought it was like a disappointing follow-up to like
4: Build Fighters. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I'm just I'm I'm just kind of voicing some of the the thoughts I had as I was going through it. I mean, it, it does have that sort of uplifting sense that that the original Build Fighters has, and even shows like Naruto. I mean, as ridiculous as it is, when you're like, dude, you know, you lost. You you should be out of this fight. And it's like, no, I'm not. You know, Gunpla is limitless, or whatever. And you're just kind of like, okay. Like, there is something... You know, I know, you know, the 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 intellectual in you, you know, the, the part that thinks with your brain is kind of like, well, you know, you, you can't all... Go home with the trophies you know they can't all be home runs you know those kind of things but but it is kind of like your heart kind of enjoys the 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 message it's trying to i think impart to maybe young people dare i even say it yes gun players
1: freedom
3: I really enjoyed build fighters I really enjoyed build fighters try they're a lot of fun you know I, I think I said something like this before but you know you you know sometimes you're like yeah like uh you know like uh, I want a steak so you're gonna like be like okay I'm gonna watch Zeta because Zeta is awesome but you know Zeta is like really intense and you know there's all kinds of like other like uh you know aspects to it like you know political aspects and other like, other kinds of things. But then, you know, sometimes you're in the mood and you're like, you know what? I, I just want something like some chicken nuggets. And, you know, like, I think I think these two series, are that's what they are. Like, they're just fun. You can just sit back. You can just watch them. There's no, like, heavy, like, you know, there's nothing, like, forced down your throats. There's nothing of, like, pilots who are like, oh, I can't kill anybody even though we're in a war. Or, you know, any kind of, like, political, like, discussions or anything like that. You can just watch it, you know, and it, like, it. The thing I like about it too is that it like it's something for Gundam fans. It, it like encapsulates you know, every aspect. I mean you have like S D suits in it for crying out loud. Like I know a lot of people are just like, Oh, S D suits are dumb. But then, you know, like like they're cool. Like I I like those too. And I like that they actually like you know, they use the actual box art of the you know, the of the gunplay kits. Like, you see those a lot in, the, in both series. And they actually show the characters, like, sitting down, you know, building their gunplay and, like, using their tools and putting them together. I'm like, that's, like, that's what, you know, Gundam fans do. Like, we sit down and we build our Gundams and we, like, you know, most of us will, like, you know, customize them and paint them and put detail lines on them. I'm like, this is, like, you know, like, I think sometimes fans take themselves too seriously. They're just, like, oh, like, you know, Build fighters and build fighters tryer like that's kid stuff. I'm like how like this like this is what it is to be a Gundam fan. Like how could you like sneer your nose at it? Like it, like it's so much fun. Like I don't you know like I don't get it. Like I, I just you know like I said I really enjoy both of these shows and like if they're if they're gonna make another special or another series like I'm, I would be like totally excited for that because I really like it and I'll probably end up buying a bunch more models later on and putting those together.
4: In terms of speaking to what you were saying about that, this is kind of an enjoyable sort of you know light you know not it's not steak you know it's just chicken nuggets type you know metaphor there, there is that weird aspect with sekai where i think they tried to maybe give you the illusion that the chicken nuggets were possibly gourmet chicken nuggets because <laughs> because you know they're kind of trying to be like well, when Sekai, like, gets hurt in the gunpla battle, he's hurt in real life, you yeah. know? And, like, trying to, like, set up that yeah. there, there's these consequences to what's happening. But but it does feel a little facetious, because he's, like, this heroic character. And it's, like, every time you're, like, oh, well, the gunpla just got, like, cracked in, like, the, the arm. Like, shouldn't he be crippled for life now? And it's, like, nope, he's fine. He just needed a few hours of rest. And he's just all good you know so like there there's that kind of aspect where you're you know it's like as as long as that keeps happening in a repetitive manner then then you you basically somebody telling you these are gourmet chicken nuggets versus regular chicken nuggets like that basically wears off and you're just like you know all right nuggets are nuggets you know what i mean like that's that's all there is to it
7: It's not anime, it's not anime It's not anime, it's not anime It It is a real thing It's not anime, it's not anime Off to to the the nationals. nationals
0: Mr. Rel, I agree it's a good idea to go to a training camp but there aren't many getaways there where we can use a battle system
1: Don't worry about that, Yuma place we're going to has the industry's absolute top battle facility it's
4: not the industry's anime. top it's not could anime. it be
7: it's not anime it's not anime will you shut up
4: but yeah so I, I think what we'll do here is we'll take a a quick break we'll we'll play a, a cool promo and then when we come back we'll be talking about gundam build fighters try island wars
0: Everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman. You may know me from the Green Lantern podcast, The Lantern Cast. You also may know me from making promises across the comics podcasting community concerning a new project I've been working on. An Action Comics Weekly podcast, to be precise. Well, it's time to deliver on that promise. The Action Comics Weekly podcast is a bi-weekly podcast featuring myself and a rotating cast of semi-regular co-hosts discussing the characters appearing in the comic series of the same name from the late 1980s. So, starting this summer, join me and Mark Marble as we discuss Green Lantern. For all the people that want to give Hal when he was Parallax a lot of s*** about the way he acted, <laughs> Star Sapphire has nothing on Hal for being like pushed over the borderline, because she's just completely friggin' nuts. Jay Jones as we discuss Wild Dog. He straight up like you said, he he
6: murders these people. And that's that's not my DC comics. That's not super heroic at all. Batman wouldn't have killed anybody. But the story this story is it's
0: it's not bad, it's not great, it's it's like the character himself, it's like he's just it's just there. It just exists. Ben Avery, as we discuss the Secret Six. So when I read this alone, as I was reading through this, this issue,
4: I'm thinking, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> I, I told Chad I'd do this, but I don't know if I'm going to like this. <laughs> I, I do end up liking Secret Six more. This is the introduction, and without this, you know, I probably wouldn't like, you know, the, the second chapter as much.
0: Doug Zavisha, as we discuss Dead Man.
4: <laughs> well, it's, it's a kind of a waffly Dead Man story. It wants
2: to be a Dead Man story, it starts to be a Dead Man story, it forgets it's a Dead Man story, and then it comes back to being one, um, all in the span of eight pages.
0: Alan Middleton, as we discuss Blackhawk.
4: That there's sort of this era of Blackhawk where he was sort of dissolute and sort of couldn't get civilian life together. Mm -hmm. And I think this story is either beginning that trend or at least tapping into that heading into that
0: fertile story and michael bailey as we discuss superman there is really no way to tie this two-page strip into that so it really exists in its own world at a time where the superman books were becoming more and more linked so it's this oddity on a number of levels and many other characters featuring many more guest hosts along the way the Action Comics Weekly Podcast, coming soon, summer 2016. Find us on Facebook for more details.
4: Hey guys, welcome back. So we are back and we are into the nitty gritty here of our intent. We are here to talk about the recently released gundam build fighters Try island wars special this was a special that was released august 21st 2016. it was a television special created by sunrise and it is a sequel to gundam build fighters try which ran from october 8th 2014 to april 1st 2015. The series itself is directed by Shinya Watata, who previously directed the 2013 short film Mobile Suit Gundam The 08th MS Team Battle in Three Dimensions. I don't know if, like, we sort of talked about this privately. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the air, Mike. Yeah, that, but that, that, that was that special, sort of, Yeah. yeah. That, that special that came out and everything so I mean I, I thought that was pretty cool and I, I just took note of that because I was like oh it's, it's the same guy who directed that like that was pretty cool so I, I thought that was kind of neat. I guess what I'll do is I'll just go into the I, I hope it's quick but I, I just kind of cribbed a synopsis of kind of what happens here from the Gundam Wikia and then I figure we can sort of go into our thoughts about it. Does that sound good? See. Si. Alright. In the Nielsen lab, scientists are preparing test runs on the Plasky particle Mach 2 using the brand new Scramble Gundam as a test unit. The crystal to make this possible was refined by Niels Yejima. However, during testing, something causes the crystal to react badly, causing the Scramble Gundam to react violently. The Gundla races out of the ring and towards the control room, but is stopped by the emergency system. In the 14th Gunpla Battle, Japanese Under-19 Championship, Team Tri-Fighters is battling Team Song Destiny base in the finals. Yuma and Fumina put Gianko's team under pressure, but Gionko is able to push back, holding back a tag-team attack and allowing Mihiro and Keiko to use the Northern Pod support mecha to attack the two with a Firebird-like ramming attack. However, Sekai Kamiki arrives and deflects the attack. The battle continues with Bianco's team striking them, only to watch as the tri-fighters escape unscathed and unleashing their new finisher attack on them, earning their ticket to the Nationals once again. After the battle, Fumina calls Yuma to let him know they've been given an invitation to test out the brand new Gunpla battle system at the Nielsen Labs. However, Yuma lies and excuses himself. Fumina reluctantly agrees. But then her mother arrives with the phone with Sekai on the line, agreeing to go with Fumina after hearing the invitation. On the plane, Sekai takes notice of Fumina's face going red as she thought of her mom's teasing words and questions if she's sick, which she denies in a panic. At the Nielsen labs, Niels learns that another testing has caused the same problem. Scared of the tester's safety, he decides to postpone their testing for now, which Sekai and Fumina learn as they arrive on the island. They're apologized to and offered usage of the island lodging until it's ready. Sekai is bummed out over this, but the disappointment fades as they see the lodging, leading the two to fawn over it. However, as Fumina messes with a hammock, it flips her over. Sekai tries to save her, but goes over with her, ending up with him on top of her, and Fumina blushing harder. Harder? Fumina blushing as her mother's words come back to her mind. Harder i'm like who wrote this sorry, sorry. I got no wiki. however the moment is shattered as gianco shia and minato step out to tease them when asked why they were there shia was invited as was minato due to their positions in last year's national tournament gianco was chosen to be shia's partner as her brother was in the european open tournament and she went in his place the tension turns into a new-type confrontation between the three girls, Shia and Gianku, declaring that they won't let Fumina be with Sekai alone. However, Sekai ends up walking off in the middle of it all. Minato brushes off and tells them that they should all just gun the battle before showing off his newest entry to the Majin Cup, a Tetons-made version of Super Fumina, which Fumina pummels him over for. At the lab's, Niels arrives and tells a fellow scientist that he feels that what's causing this is an external factor. Before he can say if it might be a hacking, the effect happens again. Out on the beach, Sekai is busy training when his kamiki-burning Gundam gets up from his resting spot on a tree and starts to hover away on its own. Sekai gives chase and is able to catch it, getting the attention of a mysterious purple-haired child who is in awe over the Gunpla some distance away Yuma is busy working on an AMX 109 kapool for the next shoot when Mirai takes notice of something nearby Sakai. to Yuma's horror he recognizes him immediately and wonders why he's with another girl and the horror grows worse when he hears Fumina's voice while Fumina grips as to while well, Fumina grips I don't know what that means while Fumina wonders as gripes. to why huh the GRIPES. maybe. Gripes. right
5: supposed to be yeah. ah
4: while Famina gripes as to why Shia and Bianco are in their swimsuits, her own complaints take a back seat when the trio finds him with the girl. Promptly, the girls flip and Yuma attempts to escape, only to run into a not-so-happy-to-see-him Minato. Back at the lodge, the girls and Minato lay into Yuma for his lies. God, what's up with that? He's, he just fucking... He's not lying. He's, he's telling a... Fib or whatever. He's trying to like politely decline an invitation. He's not lying. Anyway, he's a liar. Who, who wrote this? Anyway, which he sadly mentions he has no excuse for. While Shia and Kyaku accuse Sakai of being a lowly con. Which Sakai has no idea of what's going on. At the labs, Niels watches as another test starts up. When things start going red, he recognizes what's going on as what happened eight years ago on the original series. The Plavsky crystal goes berserk and starts growing extra crystals as the young girl from earlier declares that she's found something. The reaction kills the power and Gianko attempts to take advantage of it only to be stopped by Fumina. When Yuma spots something in the distance, he freaks out and Minato teases him. However, they all freak out when they see the objects coming at them. Sekai uses his martial arts to strike them down, left in confusion as they were all mockups. Fumina given a quick call to evacuate the island as the artificial crystal that was supposed to be tested has gone out of control. However, they all race off to investigate, finding the labs covering crystals. Minato and Yuma recognize the phenomenon that happened eight years ago and decide to get in. They are able to break in and set a battle system to emergency mode. When Mirai's friend Satome questions if she was going to go into battle, a starry-eyed Mirai gives her a Pucci guy for her to control. Launching from the platform, the Gunplas dive into the building, finding crystals spreading across the building and battleground platforms springing up all over the place. The eight found themselves under attack by a literal army of Gunpla, which they all make short work of. They are then confronted by the... MRX-009 Psycho Gundam and the MRX-010 Psycho Gundam Mark II. The eight work together to strike down the massive Gunpla and make it the center where the Scramble Gundam is waiting. Niels attempts to get the gang to retreat as the Scramble Gundam is much stronger than their suits due to it being connected to the experimental system. The Gunpla easily shows its strength by evading and blocking all of the attacks. The Scramble counter attacks by opening three portals, housing the Photon, Ring Ray, and D a celestial being and the colony laser the three fire their powerful weapons as the eight pool, res- pool their resources to block the attack the blocking is successful but their suits are heavily damaged sekai decides that the tri fighters should use the new winning road and the others opt to buy them time however to minato's horror the scrambled gundam changes their background to a city and triggers a colony drop the team performs the maneuver, repairing the Kamiki burning Gundam and giving it a powerful energy boost that allows them to catch the fallen colony and destroy it. Urging the others to join in, the new winning road takes on new levels of energy, summoning a massive gold god, Superior Kaiser. With one punch, the Superior Kaiser defeating the Scramble Gundam and destroying the Plowsheet Crystal ending the crisis. As everyone celebrates their victory, Fumina asks Yuma why the suit went on a rampage. He isn't sure but he and Sekai spot a glowing orb and everyone follows it where they find the mysterious girl in possession of the scramble Gundam. Sekai figures out that she wanted her own gunpla but isn't sure if she actually caused the reaction. Fumina tells her she can't have that gunpla that she has to build her own to have one of her own. When she admits she doesn't know how, Fumina and Sekai agree to help. As this transpires, Mirai asks Niels not to tell anyone about this. He had no plan on doing so since no one was hurt, but hopes the others can help spread the joy of Gunpla as his friends did with him not so long ago. Happily, the girls help the younger one build her own petite guy and control it. Sekai is amazed at her appetite and Fumina is horrified that she's curious over the Super Fumina sadly it's time for her to go she thanks everyone for what they've done and bids them farewell by teleporting which freaks everyone out thinking of her as a ghost in a familiar place the young girl reunites with her mother who declares that she was off building gunpla and it was so much fun her mother revealed to be isla Yurkianen, agrees and tells her that thanks to gunpla she was able to meet her dad The end card shows the petite guy sitting with an SDV-04 Command Gundam and a GPB-X80 Beginning Gundam. And that is the not-so-quick and ridiculously bad synopsis for Gundam Build Fighters Try. So were uh, were you guys excited? Like, I I feel like it was funny, because I was talking to John Vanover, and I think... He was asking me, wasn't there supposed to be like some kind of follow-up to Build Fighters Try? And I was like, I'm not sure. And then I think Mike, you told me about it. And then I pinged him later and said, Hey, this is this is what you were asking about. Like, and it just came out like a day ago or whatever. <laughs> so, I, like, were you guys super excited about this? Like, were you? Did you sort of know it was coming? Like, what what were? What was the whole lead in to, to this special?
3: Yeah, I think I think Mike and I both we both knew it was coming, but we were kind of like, when's this coming out? Like it like it seemed like it had been announced like a long time ago, and you know, I I think it was just like several weeks ago. I was like, hey, is that ever gonna come out? And Mike was like, I don't know. And then we got a trailer, and then one morning one morning, Mike was like, it's here, and he sent me a link to it. I was like, oh, it's cool. But yeah, like I was really looking forward to this. You know, like I said, I I was a big fan of Build Fighters and Bigfoot just try so like i was i was really into this.
5: yeah it just kind of popped up out of nowhere like a kind of like i yeah like i posted the trailer and then a few like a month later i was like oh what's up like i, I got it in my youtube feed and i was like oh they, they subbed it and put it on the like you know the usual channels. on the surprised when i saw it so i was like okay and then like i, I was kind of surprised that i was like oh it's only like a half hour long like i thought it was going to be like a movie or something but you know, I guess it's just a, like, TV special.
3: When they said they, the title was going to be Island Wars, like, I, I mean, flashbacks to the Sword Art Online OVA, which was, like, mostly an excuse to get all the female characters in, like, swimsuits. So I was like, are they going to do that in this? Which 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 they kind of did, but, like, not to that extreme. But, like, I, I I did appreciate, like, all the, like, the love triangle stuff that was going yeah, on. Yeah, like, that, like,
5: that stuff was pretty hilarious. That yeah. was
3: cracking me up. Well, especially when they were, like... That girl was like cute, and the, the other girl was like she was too young, and that's all she could say. But
5: she's <laughs> too young. <laughs> it's like I, I've got the the face that that guy was making, like as my avatar when they're all accusing him of that, and he's like, you know, like I don't get what you're talking about, like. And then, then I was kind of like, I ain't no char, like I I, <laughs> I don't like underage girls, like like get away, like
3: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like you uh, crazy. <laughs> I like the new type battle that they had when they were like, you know, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I'm I'm doing what you think I'm doing. And they were just having this big, like, and then, new type battle over him.
5: And then, like, the best part is, like, when it ends, like, Sekai's gone already. And what's-his-face is like, uh, while well, you guys were, like, talking, like, Amaro
4: and Lala, like, Sekai, like, ran off or whatever. It's funny, like, how, how that all kind of came about because I, I do think, like, the relationship between Sekai and Fumina is interesting, but it did seem to ha- happen really quickly over the course of the 25 episodes. Like, cause even even in this, like you notice in the subtitles, like he still calls her Senpai, even though they the, they subtitle it as like maybe her name or something. And like, I just I it, it's interesting because she's the one who introduces him to Gunpla. In general so I mean he it's to me it's interesting like he sort of looks up to her as like this person that introduced him to a whole brand new world but yet she kind of has a crush on him eventually and I I, I felt like that was something else too that in in a weird way like maybe that's part of my disdain with how Yuma is treated but it's like one of those things where it's like I kind of thought at the beginning since Yuma and Fumina had that whole childhood relationship that that they were gonna go in that direction that they would be a couple and then and then it it quickly turns in the series to you know she blushes and and kind of you know has a thing for sekai and 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 yuma of course has a thing for sekai's older sister who's this you know in this she's a model on the beach you know posing in swimwear, which again ties back to what Justin was saying, like sort of an excuse to get some of these, these, uh, you know, lady characters in, in, in swimwear or whatever, which t- can be, can be cool and, and make you uneasy to varying degrees depending on the, the age of the character, you know? So it's, it, but I mean, I, I didn't sort of take it that way, but it was just like m- most of the time it's like, it, I, I think this, scene where they all kind of get together and they're having fun and the girls are jealous of one another like th- this might be my answer to maybe tony's question about what is it you like about archie do you know what i mean like just that whole like <laughs> yeah, that yeah that, 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 that kind of makes sense you know like that that's it, it's it's kind of funny it's kind of like you know i mean if, if there's any kind of fiery red-headed kid in riverdale you know sekai kamiki probably isn't all that different from Archie, you know, getting all the love and attention from all the different, you know, teen girls that roll into town, at, at least in this instance, you know, on the beach. And then also tying it back to my whole thing about Saved by the Bell and and how I think that's, uh, you know, for me, it was an important part of my childhood and, and Saturday mornings and stuff. Like, there were always the summer episodes that they did where, like, the gang worked at, like, a beach clubhouse or whatever and... Again, it was an excuse to get, you know, people in swimwear and have, like, a whole summer-themed lineup of shows that normally wouldn't be airing, you know, type thing. So I, I, I think this is this is fun, you know, in the sense that, you know, oh, look, we're on an island, and this is going to be a fun vacation thing. Like, to be perfectly honest, I would have been fine if it just stayed that way. Like, I, I, I felt like the whole kind of plot was was a bit forced you know like the whole like remember when this happened eight years ago and it was just as stupid like it's happening again (laughs) you know know, and i just kind of went oh okay but but i did i did you know, I did enjoy the interactions between the kids and everything. I mean, I, and again, I did have that one thought—the the the, the thought—the back of my head was: isn't Gianco supposed to be with that other guy? Like, I was really hoping that that's what that meant. You know, when his little brother shows up, yeah. and he's like, "Which one of these girls is your girlfriend?" And, the, and then they all blush and get embarrassed and shit. And I was like, wh- I, I was like, isn't that what you were leaning towards? Like, like that—that both the the kids were playing together at the park, and she was there with them, and it's like but she's still, she's still into Sekai for whatever reason, you know? Like I, I thought maybe she kind of had found her own happy ending at the end of the series, but this sort of regresses yeah. that so they can have some of those comedic moments, which, you know, don't get me wrong, they're hilarious.
5: The fighting was all pretty cool. like, and it, I mean, it kind of gets... Like Again, like I said, it just kind of gets more ridiculous as it goes on and stuff, where I'm kind of like, well, you guys can just... Okay, well, you can... All combine into one Gundam, basically. Like turn into energy and combine into one Gundam and summon a giant, super deformed Gundam. <laughs> like what? Like where? Where's that in the specs?
3: Yeah, I, I kind of wonder about that too. Like when I when I was building the Tri Burning Gundam, I was kind of thinking about like how how that stuff like would work if you had that you know system to make it come alive. You know it. You know it's like you were saying, Mike. It's like okay, if you have a suit from Double O, well it stands to reason that would have, like, TransAm, like, as a feature, like, that you could activate when you were piloting it, but, but then it's, like, well, like, if I, if I wanted to, like, use, you know, Sandrock Custom as my base, and, like, if I wanted to give it TransAm, like, how would I do that, like, just give it, like, a GN drive or something, like, and then it's, like, you know, the whole, the whole thing is, like, you know, there's no limit, so I'm just, like, okay, well, what well, could I just, like, be in this suit and just imagine it has transam, just like they like pull this like fiery phoenix stuff like out <laughs> of their butts. like like i don't yeah. know like how it all works it's just like how do you how do you build these suits when the suits are real but then it's like how do you put those aspects of like okay we can like we can combine them okay i kind of get how you could combine the different suits like I, I could see that working out but then how do you how do you like I don't know, do you, like, program it that it can, like, yeah summon and, a bigger suit or something? Like, I don't understand. I,
5: I, it's, like, and I'm gonna add a gun onto the back of my custom suit that shoots, like, infinite nukes, like, <laughs> yeah. like or something. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how that works, but... I did. I did like when you know the 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 out of control Gumpla like summoned all the like super weapons from like Age, like Double yeah. O and Zeta. Basically, it, like that was kind of cool. Like,
3: yeah, you know, I, I was like, I was pleased to see the Diva from Age. I was like, oh, something for Age because like I I like Age. I know Age gets kind of like a a real deal of my opinion. Yeah. But, like, I was like, oh, cool, like, something from Age. We haven't seen that on the uh, And also
5: shows. another Age reference, Yuma's new, like, Zeta Gundam had the, like, double, the Age 2, like, backpack or whatever with the wings. They also snuck in to, like, I guess they, they don't have the broadcast rights to, like, do anything from, like, Iron-Blooded Orphans, but they still managed to sneak in a reference to it because, what's her name, uh, like, Mirai's friend... Like gets like the Barbadoses like lance like at one point.
3: I like that whole sequence where she's like pulling stuff out of her suit and then she has that lance and then it's like <laughs> they're doing this crazy fighting and they have like this huge like line of explosions that makes the heart. I was like, I was like, that's, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's cool. But like the thing I wanted to ask you is like the the suit that goes out of control, the Scramble Gundam, is, is that based on like an existing suit or something? Because it looked a little familiar.
5: It looked it it had the Destiny's wings. But it, it looked like the base was, like, either the Zeta Gundam or something else. Like, I think it was, like, basically a Zeta with the Destiny's wings and then, like, two cannons, like, on its arms. Like, hmm. like I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. I don't know, but did, did you like, like, all everyone's, like, new suits, basically? Like, well, like, I, I don't think... Like, I don't think Sekai, like, he had the same suit he had at the very end of the series, like, the one he made yeah. himself or whatever. And then, like, uh,
3: because they were like, at the end of Build Fighters trial, they were like, you can't, like, give your Gundam, like, your name. Like, that can't be yeah. that. And he's like, why not? <laughs> <do I laughs> that's mean? totally lame. Yeah.
5: No, like, I like to, like, what do you call, like, Shia's, like, cat double O or whatever, like, cat Air's double O. Like, I was kind of like, okay, yeah. well, that's kind of, I guess, cute. Like, but whatever. What's his face? Um, see now i forgot his name too yuma's rival yeah minato or whatever he had like the the upgraded like double zeta that i guess since he didn't have his like buddies with him he couldn't use the Tryon three so yeah the
3: double zeta Yeah. yeah whoa cool
5: double zeta two yeah 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 i don't know do you you guys want to talk about like the ending to this thing because like I I thought that was really really like that whole montage of like helping the little girl like make the gumpla and then like showing where she lives and like who her mom is I thought like that was really touching like I almost got a lump in my throat like yeah
4: I liked it I I was gonna ask you guys like you know how in the actual series they make mention of her though like that that's something I was trying to figure out in the time frame like because it's like that she doesn't necessarily go off with reiji right away i guess because they they make reference to her having trained a team of fighters in build fighters try so like part of me wasn't even thinking like it's weird when i saw that reference i think i went oh so she didn't go off with reiji then and then seeing this i'm kind of like oh she did go off with reiji then and then i was like well what what about that team like and i go oh well that must have been before this? Or, you know, I don't know. I was, I was trying to figure out, like, when when things happened in my head.
5: People have speculated that the time passes, like, faster in in, in Reiji's world or something. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, she would she would not have had to have, like, that kid, like, I don't know, like, a year or two after like, she, like, left with Reiji or whatever. And that's pretty young to have a kid, so. Yeah. But I don't know, because there's that that scene in Try, where it's, like, china's in the kitchen or whatever watching and like it pans over to the like the the coffee table or whatever and there's like four, four cups of like coffee or tea or whatever which kind of implies that it's like her you know say reiji and maybe isla like watching the tournament together or something mm, but like mm, that's okay yeah, that's like the only reference they have to like reiji and like isla like coming back at any point basically yeah
4: yeah I I guess I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that would make sense.
5: But I I do like when when the kid like vanished at the end
4: and everyone was like you know it was a goose. G- g- See, and that that's something that was for for yucks, that was a carryover from the series that I think still works. It's not like it's not like Yuma got over his fear of ghosts by the end of that one episode. You know where they went into the 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 weird super deformed ghost setting stage or whatever you know like it's like he was still freaked out by ghosts the whole time and he reveals that in that episode and then this is sort of like a carryover of that you know and it's like oh that that makes sense you know like that's that's a, a yuck that to me is within the realms of the previously established series it's pretty
7: spooky here I agree if this were real it would be a little scary Hey, you know? what is it
3: Actually, I have to
0: say I hate ghosts. What?
7: Now you tell me? I'm sorry.
3: Something I noticed that I thought was really cool, like during the colony drop sequence, like that's actually Sydney, Australia that's being dropped on.
4: <laughs> so it, it it's it's clearly a reference to the original series. Yeah. It's weird how that one... Friend of Sekai, you know, Kamiki's sister or whatever, like when they, they she goes out in her, like, pretty bear guy or bear guy pretty, but then the other, the other chick who was, like, her assistant or whatever, it's like, and I'm going out in some cute gunplay thing. Yeah. <laughs> she, she reminds me of,
5: like, Derek, I, you might be familiar with this character, but Sakura from Street Fighter, like, oh, always has, okay. like, a school, like, classmate that, like, follows her everywhere, and she's, like, yeah. always getting, like, beaten up with Sakura and stuff, and she's always, like, you know, like, I'm not a fighter, like, why am I getting beaten up <laughs> or whatever, or this like, like these, like, in the comics or like manga or whatever there's always these funny panels where like she's like in like all this like training gear like like a padded helmet and stuff and it's like she's looking like a like a sweat drop or something like sakura's using her as like a punching bag or something but, but yeah i mean otherwise I, I i enjoyed it like it the ending gave me the warm fuzzies like you know the the action was like enjoyable and You know, even if I said, like, you know, I I felt like Try overall was kind of weak, like, this, like, I enjoyed a lot.
4: Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I I had a good time watching it. I I think the only criticism I'd level at it is sort of the, you know, uh, sort of big bad slash plot recycle, you know. Like, I think I was a little let down that they... They brought back, you know, oh look, it's an out of control crystal thing again, you know, and I'm just kind of like, oh man, like another Death Star, you know, like that. That that was kind of my, my my reaction to that part of it. But everything surrounding that, I thought was pretty fun and cool, and you know, again, it, you know, like like you guys are saying, it's fun to see the, the sort of square octagon romance stuff going on, you know, on screen and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool and 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 fun to watch and you know, it's one of those things where I think another aspect of that whole getting into the whole teen kind of dramas or or fun stuff like that. In some ways it's kind of reliving the, the good aspects of that time in your life, you know, like, like, obviously, you know, not everybody had a, a perfect high school career or teenage years, and there's, there's a lot of things where it's, it can be a rough time, you know, to get through those years, but I, I think, like, these, these kind of moments, you know, highlight the things that are, you know, it, it, it's the, uh, it's highlighting, like, the best of those kind of moments, and, and I think this is, you know, sort of exemplary of that that feeling you get, you know, whether it's the the warm cockles feeling that Mike's talking about when when you see like the 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 little girl go back to her mother and father, or even just the kind of idea that, oh, there are all these kids together, they're on an island, they're having fun, and, you know, that kind of notion that they all, you know, enjoy playing gunpla and compete in tournaments together and nobody kind of hates each other once it's all done you know they're all kind of buddies and stuff like that so i i, I thought it was pretty cool and i i enjoy it
3: i've said it numerous times i really enjoyed build fighters build fighters try i really enjoyed this ova like it you know like i said it's just fun to watch and i enjoyed all the like the the character moments at the beginning like all the little like comedic situations like that stuff was cracking me up and it it I'll agree. It, it is a little like disappointing. It's like oh, it's kind of like the similar setup from Build Fighters. Like yeah, it's you know, oh, it's the Death Star again. Like yeah, that that part was a little disappointing. But you know, overall, I just like I really enjoyed it.
4: You you said you got the Build Burning Gundam. What was the other one that you got from from
3: Try? I've got the Denial Gundam, and I forgot. Like I've also got the Amazing Red Warrior, which is just like the. You know, a red version of the 78 Gundam. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah.
5: That's Yuki's suit from
4: Try. Its name is Amazing Red Warrior. Well, I guess that kind of wraps things up on Gundam Build Fighters Tri and Tri Island. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our pontifications on the series proper, kind of a a, a brief sort of you know, overview roundtable on the series in general, kind of, you know, I, I know we were kind of all over the place, but, but yeah, it was kind of one of those all over the place coverages of, of, uh, Build Fighters Tri and then, and then kind of, you know, going into what we thought about the, uh, the special Tri-Island. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can email us at fanelspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. We can be streamed on Stitcher Radio. We are on iTunes. Of course, we appreciate any reviews on there. It'll help get the word out about this show. We have all kinds of shows in addition to fanholes, mobile suit Mondays. We've got Toku Thursdays, Transformers Tuesdays, Sentai Saturdays, comic books, motherfucker. Do you read them? And of course the Fanholes podcast proper. We are on all kinds of social media, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we appreciate all the likes and feedback we receive on those social medias. And until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, using the Chicken House School to school you in a tournament. Signing off.
5: I, I do like Sekai's Japanese voice, so I'll just say it's Mike, you know, Jigen,
3: how are you? And this is Justin.
2: Tremble, No face no choice Dude, down,
4: I, I think I um, Much like we love the Headmasters Dub I think I, I I like the tri-dub for the whole You know I will defeat you with the Jiggin' House Goal <laughs> We will go play in a tournament together yeah. Mike
5: Are you back? Hello? Hello? God damn it I can't hear you Hang on uh,
4: It's hmm. one of those goofy things So this is what you guys get for updating <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Mike? Hello, Hello. There
2: we go. i don't know whenever
5: Hello. that happens i suddenly can't hear you guys oh okay <laughs> yeah.
4: well it doesn't seem like the recording stopped at all so i'll just try to pick up from where i left off which was basically like <laughs> is anybody there did i lose both people
3: oh i think mike dropped again okay i was like where's mike hey. oh, well, there he is it, it looks like uh Sekai is, like, drooling from his mouth. <laughs> Either that or he's got, what, like, a,
4: a, a no-nostril, like, drip. <laughs> yeah. Yellow. We, we lost you again. Okay. So Whatever. we need you to sign off.
5: Um, what did uh, damn it, what did I say? What, what was the last thing I said?
4: Uh, d- we didn't hear you say anything.
5: Oh, okay. I was laughing at what you said, I think. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, it was just like now you're making me want to go seek that dub out to hear Sekai's voice.
4: <laughs> yeah, Sekai's kinda like the highlight of that whole thing. Like you could you could do a whole bunch of uh, headmaster type clips with him where he's like, I'm gonna chime in the Jigga House School. We're gonna fight an tournament together. A tournament. Like, what? That's hilarious.
5: <laughs> I, I know it was, like, only a cameo, but I wish, like, like they did more with the fact that, like, Sekai's mentor was Domon, like, Kashu. Mm. Like, he should have yeah. been, like, he should have shown up, like, Mr. Rall or something.
4: It's weird how, like, the, the creators, like, like they, they said something like, oh, he didn't even know that in the U.S. they called the God Gundam the Burning Gundam. But then I'm like, but at the end you revealed his master was Domon, so, like, I mean, you you had to know there was some kind of tertiary connection to Domon Kashu, right? Yeah. I don't know.
5: Well, no, I, I think they knew there was a connection, well, obviously they intended there to be a connection to Domon, and, like, the Ring of Fire behind, like, the, like, yeah. Tri-Burning Gundam, but I just think they just didn't know that the, the ink, name for the god Gundam was the Burning. This was Burning Gundam yeah so although you think yeah you think that would be almost like common knowledge like even by now basically but whatever I don't blame them no. they, they're like those stupid Americans like wait, we've got the real version of you know G Gundam right, right, so right. is
4: that it Like,
5: we can all go home? We can all go home. Gunpla is (laughs) cancelled.